2: podcast i'm your host shane grove and um i, I... <coughs> hold up hold
3: up there shane wait wait a second I'm, yes yes it is Who, finally wait a second greetings that... everyone this is, is jason is... lewis the pursue for super producer <laughs> absolutely
2: the super producer well well where did you come from and where have you been
3: well, I just figured since uh I've had so many good well wishes from uh our loyal fans and just uh the people at the hospital staff and everything, I'm just getting back on my feet.
2: So I figured I'd join you tonight. Well, uh I certainly appreciate your triumphant return and I know all of our uh listeners have been uh way eagerly awaiting the uh, the, the the patented greetings from Jason the super producer.
3: Yeah, it's it's been a struggle but you know, uh I feel like I made it through with all those uh well wishes from uh all of our loyal fans as well as uh family and people in the street and um it's just surprising the outcry that that I've gotten of uh just um uh, just goodwill and um prayers uh they worked and I appreciate it. And I'm glad to be back, to, so we can continue making these shows and continue to grow the podcast.
2: So nobody, nobody, nobody told you we kept making the shows without you.
3: Well, I, my informants <laughs> have let me know, and uh, <laughs> and I appreciate the people that have stepped in in my behalf and helped out. And um, you guys are doing a fantastic job. <laughs> well,
2: you know, it just it just hasn't been the same, and and yes, uh, it it was really awesome to. Me it was terrible what you went through and uh, uh the struggles but it was awesome to see uh how many people reached out to me and uh you know wanted to know how you were doing and told us to you know told me to send you bet their best wishes and that they were praying for you and stuff so um but I think there is a lot to to that a lot of to the positive thinking and um prayer and and just well wishes to kind of help you heal from afar so I oh absolutely you know and 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 especially having done this podcast for so long and some of the crazy things that we have uh, heard about including uh what we're going to hear about here in just a few minutes uh that nothing nothing surprises me in this world anymore so uh, and definitely not the the ability for a large number of people to uh, help somebody recover from something that uh, d- at times seemed a little dire. I must yes, I it must did. Say, I must yes, say, indeed. So, so, but uh, yeah. So, well, I'm glad to have you back. I know all our listeners are glad to have you back, and um, I hope this first show doesn't disappoint you. Uh, no, it's impossible <laughs> to be disappointed
3: This is the From the Shadows podcast <laughs> And to all of our, our normal people that we know is out there listening And to all
2: of the new people that has joined
3: since my hiatus Greetings everyone
2: <laughs> yeah, Alright, we love it Well, I, As usual, I just want to remind everybody that if you do have a an experience That you want to share with me and now the super producer again um, and And who knows I keep hearing that the judge might be showing up for a uh, for a uh, episode here in the near future. Uh, he's been awfully busy too, so. Uh, uh, but we know me, me and you both know his is his a self-imposed exile. It's not. Because he's <laughs> <sick>. <laughs> yeah, we but, better
3: not comment on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But if you, uh, but if you have a, if you have something you want to share with us, a, a great story. Um, You can get a hold of us at the From the Shadows podcast on Facebook. Find our uh, After the Shadows forum on Facebook. Find me at Shane Grove Author on Instagram or our From the Shadows podcast Instagram page. Send us a message. Or the uh, contact page on the From the Shadows podcast um, website is working. Or you can um, be... Like our like our guest today, I guess, and just be the friend of somebody that I am co-writing a song with who just happens to say, Hey, I've got a I've got a friend who had something crazy happen to her. And uh that is how our guest Leah came to be on the show tonight. So Leah, thank you for joining us. Thank you for thank you for not thinking that i was a crazy person by texting by sending you a message out of the blue and uh and saying hey i heard you got a paranormal story
4: well yeah okay. thanks for thanks for having me it's a pleasure and uh it's uh it's also an honor to be the first uh show back with jason back too so
3: thank you leah it's a pleasure to have you here
2: oh that's our <laughs> guest <laughs> well well leah i um um like i alluded i, I we have a mutual friend who is a kick-butt songwriter down in Nashville. I mean, uh, she is uh, she's pretty amazing, uh, Lindsay.
5: Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, she,
2: and during the course of us getting to know each other, writing, you know, she, people find out about my podcast. And she says, hey, you've got to listen to my friend's story. And as so happened, the story that you're going to – I've heard this story – from your, from a the person you were with's perspective on another podcast. And it was so intriguing that I thought, well, we gotta get you on so we can you can share your side of the story and maybe we can dig in a little bit um, a little bit deeper into what actually happened. So if you wanna set up for all of our listeners what you were doing, where you're at, and kinda kinda set the mood a little bit and then And then let's hear what happened to you.
4: All right. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, So it started out, um, my friend Maria, she's a a badass snowboarder. um, And I was more the climber back in these days. Maria's now picked up climbing as well and probably could kick my ass in that as well. But um, this day we decided to do a mission that's uh, climbing Mount Stewart, which is one of the predominant mountains kind of like around my home uh, here in Washington state. It's in the Cascades. Um, And we were climbing uh, this route called the North Ridge. And so um, it's a climb that you have to rope up for. um, And there's definitely like technical rock climbing on it. Uh, So I was kind of leading for that part, but then we had a decision that like, okay, but once we get to the top, maria can actually be the lead for the descent uh, because she's actually snowboarded that mountain multiple times even that season um so she she knew the descent pretty well and so the plan was to just follow her from there um, so the climbing went really well um, maria did a great job it was a fantastic day in the mountains for us um, but the descent the uh the descent that we chose to do is called through like the cascadian couloir and it's, um, it's a few hours of just trudging down like scree and loose rock. It's pretty miserable. The climb in general is just, it's a long climb. People usually take multiple days to do it, but we were doing it car-to-car style. So uh, we were maybe, I don't know, 18 or 19 hours in um, when we were going down the Cascading and Kular and things, and the sun started to set on us and it got dark. So,
2: so, so I'm going to stop you right there. So we, okay. are esta- we are establishing right now that you two are a couple of tough chicks, a couple <laughs> of g- women to not be messed with. You guys know what you're doing. You're super experienced. In, and we're. I mean, right? I mean, you have to be to be attempting to do what you're doing in less than 24 hours probably.
4: Right? yeah I mean oh, yeah. Maria might look back on me bringing her into the mountains and argue differently, but I'll agree,
2: <laughs> <laughs> You'll agree. and and so so just how high you did you guys uh now i I don't know the proper term ascend like right how, how yeah high? yeah what was your elevation
4: yeah, I should know this <laughs> I <laughs> should know what the uh the summit of Stuart is my fiance even proposed on the top of Stuart when we soloed it a year and a half ago. And I don't even know what the it <laughs> is, but it's pretty, pretty high, high up there. Like right now it's still covered in snow. Um, I don't, I don't know, but I will say that it's just, it's, it's a hard climb, mostly just because it's remote. There's a couple different ways to access. Uh, Mount Stewart but no matter like which way and people like argue which way's better it's going to be like like I don't know almost like a 20 mile day like round trip something like that and with a lot of elevation change there's like multiple passes that you need to go up and over like no matter which way you go about it um
2: I mean I mean I don't want to J- Jason I want to minimize what she's talking about but that just sounds like a Monday at the post office <laughs> <You know. laughs> but, Going uh, up them hills <laughs> for you. <laughs> hey, before, before I before you can go, do you do you ever? Okay, and I know you love doing this. Do you ever like get to the top and just kind of like take a deep breath and like, ah, oh, crap, we got to go back down now. Like, <laughs> it's so great, like <laughs> exhilarating to get to the top, but the coming back down, I mean, is it less oh. of a uh, of a thrill?
4: Oh, I mean, like, of course, it's like a relief to get to the top. But like, depending on what your descent is, like, that can be even scarier. I mean, like, like, repelling. I mean, I think it's scarier if you're being realistic for like statistics of like, you know, a lot of people end up hurting themselves on the descent. Repelling is actually arguably more dangerous than uh, climbing is often because people just get complacent about it um so I mean yeah like if if you're realistic about it you can realize that when you're at the top of your climb that the dangers and like the difficulties of the day aren't over with yet but
2: okay so and and you kind of mentioned it but so so you're this isn't like a tra- like you're not walking up a trail that people walk up you are like climbing scaling rock base
4: (laughs) yeah i mean climbers will like share roots which is why like the north ridge of stewart is like a very well known and classic climb for rock climbers um you know so there's like you know people will like share beta of like oh when you see this feature then you go right around this you know and stuff like that Uh, but no there's no trail
2: which is which leads me to a question later on that now you just said that once we talk, hear about your experience, then I'll ask how you classified that on the way down. Okay, <laughs> all, right. all right, okay. So now we've established Jason, she's experienced, she's super hardcore, she's tough, and now she's <laughs> crazy. But don't tell her that. I think okay, so you're on your way back down, and it's tough. Okay, so let's let's pick back up.
4: Okay, so I was following Maria, and i was we were just kind of having a fun conversation to get us through the cascadian couloir. And uh, we have our headlamps on at this point, and Maria stops and looks ahead. And her headlamp, and soon mine is fixated about, I would say about a hundred feet ahead of us down the Cascadian couloir. And there was um, Like, honestly, what looked to be almost like a two-dimensional woman that was, like, all just, like, either white or black. And it looked like it was a woman with black hair wearing a white dress and just two like big gray eyes like and they weren't the eyes were j- just gray like there wasn't like the whites of the eyes versus like the pupils and all that like no it was just like two almond shaped gray eyes and it was it was very like clear and defined that that's like what the shape or like the figure that we were looking at um and the, this woman was just like facing us, and her her uh, black hair was like in like these like two braids, and she had this like white like kind of hat on too. And um, and Maria, you know, stops and is looking at her for a moment, and I'm looking at her, and I'm just trying to reason through what it is that's going on because we're still, you know, my ma- hours into the back country like many miles like seven or eight miles at least in the backcountry and so maria yells, hey and nothing happens and from my perspective i'm since i'm trying to reason through it i'm like okay we need to figure this out like we need to like play rock paper scissors to see who's going to like walk closer you know like i because we need to figure out what's going on here and so i actually said what the fuck is going on here Oh, am I allowed to swear? I didn't know if I'm allowed to swear.
2: It's, it's too late. You already did. <laughs>
4: well, that Have was, oh, that was well, actually what I said. So, you know. Well,
2: then, I mean, hey, look, then that, that has to be part of the story. <laughs> because, look, even though I don't swear, that's probably what's going through my head right now as I hear the story.
5: So.
4: <laughs> okay, well, so then I said that, and then Maria just says, I don't know, let's go. And then she just starts walking some more. And so from my perspective, I'm like, I start following her because I don't want to be left behind, like alone at this point. My heart is racing and I'm following her, but I'm also just like looking right behind me. And she starts talking about something else. So I'm just thinking like, okay, I must have just been hallucinating. (laughs) because she's not like freaking out about this thing she's just moving on she's carrying on with this like hike out and so I just follow her and continue on with conversation and look behind me every once in a while but we just continue on and we eventually get like pretty deep into like brush like the bushwhacking gets like pretty thick and it seems like she's kind of like lost her way and I say like okay should we should we turn around and like try to find the trail again and she's like no like let's just keep going this way like bushwhacking through and we're going to hit this trail and so that's what we eventually did and we hit the trail and you know kept conversation going um up and over uh Long's Pass and uh we were almost to the cars when we saw um, you know, these reflections of eyes looking at us, like, and we can even see the cars at this point. Turns out it was a cougar by like the way that it was moving. Um, uh, we could, we could tell it was a cougar. So we like put our backpacks over our head and took like our trekking poles and we're like clanking them together. And, you know, like it would be a scary thing, but honestly, I was still afraid of that woman that we saw. So it didn't really register for me. And, anyways, we made it to the car. We closed the door. She locks the doors and says, like, what the fuck was that thing in the Cascadian couloir? And so it was at that moment that I realized that she actually did see something, too. And she was just way too... Like, the way that her reaction was was just to ignore it. Because she didn't want to emotionally face it at that time. (laughs) And so... I asked her to explain like, okay, so that we weren't like collaborating, you know, stories and like playing off of each other, like in our imaginations. I asked her like, what did you see in the Cascadian Kular? And what she said, she says, I saw a woman with black hair and a white dress. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's what I saw too, you know? And by that time, like we couldn't investigate, you know, it was, you know the woman wasn't there anymore and I have no idea really what it was that we saw and I'm not really I don't know I, I didn't really like necessarily believe in that sort of stuff but uh, now I feel like I have to because like <laughs> I, don't, I, I mean since I had that experience that was absolutely unexplainable and we if it was a hallucination it was a shared hallucination which i find to be unlikely i don't know a strange coincidence i don't know it was it was really crazy and even though my fiance and his parents were hanging out with me the next day and they all thought i was crazy i you know that's my experience so that's is what it is so
2: so okay so just, <laughs> i mean i'm like taking notes i'm like okay yeah. i got it. so so obviously, um, and I think you know because we kind of talked about this before, and you guys have done some research, and I did some research, and I could not find really any legends or folklore or myths or anything about Mount Stewart or that particular part of the Cascade Mountains. Like, yeah. th- like, like usually. You know, if that was something that other people had seen, of course there'd be other, there might be other reports. Who knows? I mean, yeah. who are you? Who are you guys supposed to report it to? Right? Like you're you're telling you're telling me and Jason the story, and how official are we? You know what I'm saying? I mean, we're not. Yeah. I mean, it's not like we've got a database of uh, uh, out there for people to cross reference and uh, you know be able to find. Yep. It. Although although now. You know, when we put this episode up, if somebody else has an experience, they will be able to find by the way we label it in the in the notes, you mm-hmm. know, maybe maybe somebody else will have have a similar experience and, and uh, um, hope, you know, share it or or maybe they'll feel like they're not crazy. Um, right, right. But, but let's. So you, you said you know you went up since, and your and your fiance. That's where he proposed to you.
4: uh so Did, yeah, we. I had I had gone back there since, although we made sure to come down before it got dark.
2: <laughs> okay, okay. So do you? I mean, do you? Do you think it had a, any? That made any difference? Was it was just dark? Because you're seeing this because you guys are shining a light on them? I don't
4: think so. I honestly think, I think that there was something, you know, paranormal or extraterrestrial there. I don't think that it was like, it wasn't like any sort of like rocks that were arranged in a certain way. Like, no, it was, I like I was trying to reason through it and I was like, OK, did some like climbing friends like bring this like cardboard cutout of this woman like <laughs> nine miles into the bat country?" Like I was trying to come up with some sort of explanation, but obviously like that's not that's not it. And we reached out like, you you know, you're saying, you know, for doing research. Uh, Maria did a lot of research the next day because she was freaked out. Um, and we also, like, went on climbing forums asking other, like, climbers if they've experienced anything. And we have not gotten anything back. Um, so it'd be cool to hear if your listeners, you know, did have anything to share um, about that area or anything similar. I don't know. Um, I, know. I, do have, I do have my theories of, like, now of... Yeah, Uh, I was, yeah, I was just, I was Mm -hmm. just going to ask,
2: like, you did have a really interesting theory that I thought probably, I mean, to me, it kind of makes sense when you hear a lot of paranormal uh, stuff. So you want to share what, kind of looking back, what you think may have happened?
4: Yeah, looking back, you know, and talking with people who didn't just dismiss me as crazy. (laughs) um, We've talked about, like, you know, there was a cougar there too, which is a strange coincidence. It's not often that you come across a cougar. It's the only other time that I've spent a lot of time in the mountains that I've actually encountered a cougar. And, um, it is possible that the cougar had been stalking us, um, you know, for, for all those miles or whatever. And I don't know, like, you know, there's just, there are dangers in the mountains and whatever it was, Maria actually ended up changing her, her course of our descent when she saw that um that figure that woman. And I didn't realize this at the time, you know, because I was just I was just following her. And that's why we ended up getting pretty deep into like the bushes and bushwhacking pretty hard was because she was like, "Well, I was going to go that way, but now that that woman's standing there, we're going to go this way instead." And so I think that that was actually what that woman wanted, essentially. Like, I think that if if you're, like, a spirit and you're, like, seeing these two women hiking down this mountain and you're seeing them going towards danger for whatever reason, and, like, if you want to intervene, then, like, I guess that's, like, what she did. And people have asked me, like, okay, well, did you feel that she was, like, a good protective presence? Like, no. Like, I did not. I felt scared. <laughs> but... <laughs> You know, if you're trying to get a response out of, you know, moral beings and you're not, I would say that, like, fear would probably be, like, the most, like, reasonable, like, way to get that response. I don't know. So that's that's my theory, that it was actually, like, a protective being or spirit um, that was just trying to get us to do the thing that we did, uh, which might have ended up saving us from something, so... Uh-huh. Well, I
3: like to I'd like to weigh in on this a little bit. Uh, I believe that sometimes spirits will manifest themselves or some entities will manifest themselves to warn you, like you're saying. Maybe at one time in the past, by the way you were telling me how she was dressed, uh, maybe she was a uh, living person in the past, and you never know. Maybe she perished up on the side of that mountain. Yeah. And so she was, like, given a warning because her spirit is, is not resting. And she was like, don't come over here. It's really dangerous or
2: something. Yeah, totally. Well, yeah, because if she, I mean, think about it. If she appeared beautiful and warm and loving, that might have draw, drawn you to her instead of. Right. Instead right. of. And and you have mentioned that she had black hair and two braids. Yeah. Right? Okay, now, I mean, I don't want to stereotype, but that sounds almost Native American. Yeah, like, and to to what Jason said, it, you know, maybe that it was a Native American, a spirit of a Native American woman who perished up there or something, and it was trying to protect, you know, protect I, you guys.
4: I think that theory makes sense. You know, for yeah.
2: Yeah, huh. because because what I did, what I was able to find about the Cascade Mountains and and uh, some of the place, were that Native Americans did not um, like taking people up there. They didn't, because um, I think back in the eighteen hundreds, um, um, explorers would come and ask for Indian, you know, Indian guides to take them up to places that you know, obviously they thought they had been. They said it was hard to find uh, Native Americans that would take anybody up into the Cascade Mountains because they really thought there were evil spirits. Um, now some of that was attributed to the to Mount St. Helens, you know, and, and some of the seismic activity that took place. And then, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and that was their way of explaining what was going on. Like if the mountain rumbled, it was mad, you know. If yeah. it spit, if lava and stuff shot out it was spitting fire you know spitting fire at them so that was what they knew and so they really had it seemed they had a really strong belief that uh, that was not some place to go up and mess around so yeah. yeah I can I and maybe somebody was up there that shouldn't have been and perished and and their their uh eternal um job is to make sure nobody else perishes along that along that route. But, uh, yep. it's, it's crazy. So she was standing in the same exact spot where you guys were supposed to go.
4: Yeah, exactly.
2: Okay. Now let me ask you looking back, if you had known that was the way you were supposed to go, <laughs> would you have grabbed your friend and said, come on, let's go. That's the way we're supposed to, you know, we need to go.
3: Yeah, if you were if you were leading the descent, how would you have responded?
4: Yeah, I mean, like like I said, for one, like I was curious enough that I was like, oh well, we have to figure this out.
5: <laughs>
4: like, <you know? laughs> so so like the res- the response of like going in the other way, I don't think would have worked on me. I think it only worked on Maria. If that was if that was ah the- okay right, okay. but but Maria was the leader, and so I mean. That's that's
2: how it played out. So Right right. Well, hmm. I think that's uh well number one, I think um I, I think it, it just takes a special person to even be out in those elements and and doing that sort of thing that you guys are doing. And
4: special's one word for it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, you know. But, it's an uh, adventurous person. If <laughs> <is that right? laughs> but if your heart is is i mean so rock you know rappelling up and down rock face uh trying to outmaneuver a cougar if that doesn't get your heart racing (laughs) but this like mysterious like two and that's the thing is you said it was two-dimensional so it it didn't look like it was a like a like a real like solid myself, person standing there, which is yeah. even crazier to to see that and know that it doesn't look really look like a person.
4: It didn't look like a solid person. And it also didn't look like your standard ghost. Like it looked almost like someone had like drawn it. Like I don't know, like almost like anime style or something. Like I just like I can't I can't even explain it. Like the eyes were just so big, you know, but they were big gray eyes.
2: And it and it didn't make any. Any sort of motion or make it, or there was no activity from this thing
5: No.
4: That
2: led that led you to think that that it even
4: knew you were there no, well, except for that it was like directly facing us, I felt like it was staring at us. but uh, yeah, I don't know
2: <laughs> and there was oh. <laughs> and there was and no noise, no nothing, huh now when you no. now when you looked back over your shoulder, did was it still there?
4: So, when I looked back over my shoulder, I was looking back up the Cascadian Couloir, and we were actually going down, like, another drainage. So, like, soon we couldn't even see that general direction.
2: Okay. So, so you so you don't know if it was still standing there. You just knew it wasn't following you.
4: Yeah, that's all I care. <laughs>
2: that's all I <laughs> care. Oh, boy. I... I you know, Aaliyah, I just—I'm still just—I'm um, just stumped on this one. I mean, I really am. I, I yeah, really me like, too. I really like what you—you've kind of come up with where you think it was trying to um, steer you away from something bad happening. Because yeah, I what else? I don't even. What's the any other reason for it to be there? I don't know yeah i don't really think i'm with you i don't think that the two of you could both see something almost exactly the same like looking at it from basic because it's not like you're you're still looking at from two different angles okay
5: yeah
2: Uh, you're not sitting on one another's shoulders or whatever so you're in the same you know what i'm saying so you're still if it was rocks or some something natural You're still going to see it. One of you is going to see it differently than the Mm -hmm. other.
6: Yeah.
5: And
2: so I just, I I can't, I have no, now do you, uh, what would you do differently if you had to go back and do it again?
4: See, I don't know. Cause like if, (laughs) Like we're we're safe now, right? If my theory mm-hmm. is correct, right, then like everything worked out exactly as it should. <laughs> like, you know, we got to like carry on with everything then, you know, and we came out completely unharmed. But I'm so curious. Like when you know, when I have been back um on that mountain or in the cascading couloir, like I definitely have been looking for her, you know, because like I would just I would love to have some sort of answer, <laughs> like, but uh, I I've not found do, anything.
2: <laughs> do you, uh, do you go back? To, I mean, do you go back to that spot and just kind of stand and look around and and just see if it feels different or anything?
4: See, I don't even know exactly what spot it was, right? Like, and the Cascading Couloir goes for like yeah, like it takes hours to descend, you know. So it's just. Mm-hmm it's, it's hard to know exactly where that happened. And it's not like a single trail, like we said, you know, so to oh, like get back. Right. There,
2: it's get undefined. Started, yeah.
4: It would. Yeah. Otherwise I'd be going back there right now. To
2: there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so the other thing is, do you feel that it was better to see it as you were walking down rather than see it while you were uh, strapped to a rope on the side of the, <laughs>
5: Like
4: yeah, I I, I will say when you when you are when you are like connected to a mountain or a wall, um, sometimes it is like a scary feeling that you can't just like run away. mm -hmm. Uh, I've I've climbed El Cap, um, several times now, and it's weird how like you know there are times that like I've been on the wall for say like five days, and you like you don't walk. You know, like, it's like probably like the fewest steps I've ever taken is like when I'm like rock climbing for like a week straight on El Cap, because like, you're not walking, you're just you're strapped to the wall. And, you know, you can move around, but you always have to be connected to something. And yeah, that's that's a kind of a scary feeling sometimes if there's like, say, rock fall coming, like you can't just like run away from it. Um, and yeah, it was nice that we actually were on solid ground that we could just kind uh, of walk in a different direction <laughs> so
2: so you no wait a second you mean to tell me that you are attached to a mountain hanging on the side for five straight days
4: yeah i mean some people go longer than that depending mm-hmm. on the climb you're doing and so and i mean some people do climbs that usually take multiple days and then they do it in a matter of hours or whatever so
2: yeah i i I mean, we can't even get people to show up to work for three days straight. And you're hanging, <laughs> and you're hanging, and you're hanging. I, okay, Big Wall so climbers
4: st- are masochists anyways.
2: So. <laughs> so, so I stress again to everybody out there that's listening that, um, that may not, that has like me and Jason, we're not rock climbers, but, but I can understand the stress that you put your body and your mind through to do that sort of thing.
3: Oh and no doubt, ner- no and doubt. And the nerve
2: yeah. and the nerve that you must have that for you to say that seeing this essentially lifeless two-dimensional thing that didn't even make a move towards you made your heart race. <laughs> that is all I need to that's all I need to know. You know what okay. I'm saying? I mean cuz if you're doing this other stuff And you're as cool as a cucumber. Um, ah, Wow.
3: That's like the uh, (laughs) ultimate uh, adrenaline rush right there. Now, what I was thinking is if they would have seen that on the way up the mountain, I think it would affect you a little differently than when you're going down. (laughs) You might want to turn around. Yeah, we might not have (laughs) time. Yes, exactly. Say, now is not the time for it. (laughs) We'll we'll try this again another
4: time.
2: So, so all the times that you've been climbing and out in wilderness, you've never, never had any kind of weird feeling, seen anything strange, heard anything strange?
4: No, I mean, I, I'm like, and since I've been open to it too, I still haven't seen anything like that. It's, I don't know. It definitely has changed my, my perspective on that stuff, but it really is, it really is unique to me. So
2: well, I'll tell you what, Leah, I, I am seriously glad that um, um, that you were open, free to you know, come on and uh, share with me and Jason this story because I look, I've just it's just a stunning thing to me because just I just I, I, there's no explanation, and I have, like I said, I heard your friends. I heard Maria's side of the story on another podcast yeah and it's essentially the same you know i mean <laughs> i think we delved into a little more detail but it's just uh, it, look I, it's unexplainable
3: it's a me. fantastic encounter <laughs> i really was, appreciate <laughs> you coming on the <laughs> show with us well,
2: thank you. and yeah. i and i really hope that i hope that somebody else out there um because like i said i've heard a lot of stories um when you when you mentioned the that you thought it was like somebody trying to steer you away from danger, I've heard those type of things many many times, in just different areas and and different um, situations as far as what it was that was steering somebody away or, um, you know. So I, I think there's a lot to that. I think you I think you hit the nail uh, on the head with that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I mm-hmm. think you did. I mean, well, I'm
4: glad and, to the, hear that from the experts. That
2: but... <laughs> I thought we established early on we're not experts today.
6: <laughs> so, we're
2: not experts today. anything. But uh, no, so I, I hope somebody else uh, hears this and uh, feels like uh, feels like sharing because I I think it would be really cool to uh, oh to find, yeah uh, to find somebody with similar some experience. Yeah.
3: So. If any of our listening audience, uh, I hope they, you know, respond to this and if they've heard anything that happens in that area, we're definitely
2: interested in hearing about it for sure. Yeah. This is even better maybe than you running across like a Bigfoot or something up there. In the you know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> because, because that would be like, eh, yeah, we've heard that. But well, is,
3: there's, you know, Bigfoot in that area, I believe,
2: uh, quite a few actually, but, uh, well, if if is lucky, uh, the next time she's on, that's what she'll be uh, telling us about. Hey, you're not I'll gonna. Be, oh, that'd be great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Leah, hey, thank you so much for uh, for sharing the story with us, and uh, I'm looking forward to, to to seeing if anybody else, uh, like I said, has a somewhere somewhere sighting. And believe me, you'll be the uh, first one to know if I if we hear anything. Oh, absolutely.
4: Oh, fantastic. Thank you
3: guys for having me. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out.